Today on episode 154 of the Computer Tutor podcast, you probably heard in the news lately about all the security problems with Flash. It's like every other day there's a new update to patch up problems with it. And some people are saying you should just remove it completely from your computer. But today I'll tell you about what I would do instead and why. Welcome to another episode of The Computer Tutor, tips, tricks, and advice from a computer pro without all the tech talk. And now, here is your computer tutor, Scott Johnson. Welcome back to The Computer Tutor Podcast. I am your personal computer tutor, Scott Johnson, and I'm here every Monday morning to show you how to do cool things on your computer. And I don't talk like a geek, although I'm not offended if you call me a geek, because True geeks consider that a compliment. And if your computer has a problem, I am here to help you. I've been doing computer repair since 1999, and in most cases, I can fix your computer remotely so you don't have to bring it into a shop. Just give me a call at 727-254-9078 or email me at pctutor at gmail.com. And today's computer tip can be seen at my website at computertutorflorida.com forward slash 154. So let's get started. In the news recently, Flash. Even if you don't know what Flash is, you've probably heard it talked about. And actually, it hasn't just been in the news recently. It seems to be constantly in the news and not because of how great it is. First of all, for those of you who don't really know what Flash is or what it does, Flash is a piece of software, and when a person or a company is creating a website, Flash is something that they can use to display some type of multimedia content, something like a graphic image that moves, or a part of the website that has audio so you can listen to it on your computer's speakers, or maybe even a full video. And in fact, YouTube used to display all of their videos using the Flash technology. They don't use Flash anymore, though, because... It's kind of outdated, and it's definitely not very secure. And the security aspect is really the biggest issue with Flash. They're constantly finding holes in it that hackers could exploit, so they're always sending out updates to patch it up, and it's just a pain for everyone involved. As a result of these ongoing problems, you have to make a decision about what to do with Flash on your computer. I mean, you want your computer to be as safe as possible, but you also want to be able to view the content on whatever website you happen to visit. So what do you do? Well, basically, it boils down to three options. And here's what they are. Option number one, you can just uninstall Flash from your computer completely. If you go to Control Panel to the list of programs you can add and remove, you'll see Adobe Flash is listed there, and you can remove it from your computer entirely if you want to. Now, the advantage of that is that it eliminates the security problem altogether. I mean, you can't have a problem with the security of a program if that program isn't even installed on your computer, right? But there's a disadvantage to that also. If you go to a website that uses Flash, you won't see whatever content is presented that way. More likely, you're going to get an error message that pops up and says, hey, you need to have Flash installed to view this content. Now, granted, the trend overall is for websites to stop using Flash, and they're mostly replacing it with a technology that's different. It's called HTML5, which is a lot safer and it's more reliable. 
but there are still lots and lots of websites that are using Flash. Those websites would be, at least for you, would be either partially or completely broken. Option number two is you could leave Flash installed on your computer, but disable it in your web browsers. Now, the advantage here is that even though it's installed on your computer, your web browser won't automatically display Flash content. It'll usually just tell you that Flash is not enabled and that you need to enable Flash in order to view the content. Now, the disadvantage is that it's kind of a pain to have to go into your web browser settings and turn Flash on just to view a website. Then after you're done, you have to go back into the settings and disable it again. And if you use several websites that use Flash, it's probably going to drive you nuts pretty soon. Option number three is to use a web browser extension or plugin. This is what I do to handle the Flash problem, and I think it's the easiest and safest way to take care of it. With this option, you would still have Flash installed on your computer, and you still have it enabled in your web browser. But what the browser extension does is this. Whenever it recognizes that you're on a website that wants to display some Flash content, it blocks that content from being displayed completely. Instead of the Flash video playing, for example, you'll get a rectangular box in that same space, and the box is clickable. So if you want to allow the Flash content to play, you just click the box to allow it. And if you want to, you can configure it so that that particular website is always able to just display the Flash content automatically. So you don't have to manually allow it each time. Of course, you'd only do that with websites that you're familiar with and that you know they can be trusted. Now, the browser extension that I use is called Flash Control. And actually, I use one for Google Chrome called Flash Control, and that's just all spelled out as one word. And for Firefox, it's technically a different extension, but it's also called Flash Control, but that one is spelled out as two separate words. They're both completely free, and they're really easy to install. Now, for the podcast, I'm not going to go into the full step-by-step instructions on how to get them installed on your web browsers, but I do have those instructions along with full screenshots so you can see exactly how to do it. And that's over at my website at computertutorflorida.com slash 154. So the browser extensions solve the problem for Chrome and Firefox. If you're using Internet Explorer, and why would you be using Internet Explorer? That I don't know, but you might have to use it at work or something. But for IE, the process is a little different. You don't use a browser extension or plugin. You just disable Flash for Internet Explorer. And then whenever a website wants to use Flash, you get a little dialog box at the bottom of the screen asking if you want to allow Flash just this one time. And again, the full instructions on how to set that up are over at my website. Now, the interesting thing about these plugins is that they weren't originally developed because of all the security problems with Flash. They were actually created because so many people got so sick of seeing all those website advertisements that were done with Flash. Those are the ones where the text is moving around or vibrating or jumping up and down or there are images flying all over the page. You know, all those really annoying ads. Since those were done with Flash, people wanted a way to cut that crap out because it was so annoying and distracting. So that's why these web browser extensions were originally created. And they're still pretty nice for that purpose. But now you know they can also function to keep your computer safe by only enabling Flash content on a case-by-case basis. So that's what I do to handle Flash. If you have another strategy, I'd love to hear about it. Just leave a message on my podcast voicemail line at 727-386-9468. And it's available 24-7, never answered by a human. 
or you can just email me at pctutor at gmail.com. And that will do it for this week. As always, I'll see you back here next Monday morning with another computer tip. Well, that wraps up this episode of the Computer Tutor Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to contact me with a question, a comment, or a suggestion for a future topic, you're welcome to do so at my website, computertutorflorida.com. And while you're there, sign up for my free Monday morning email newsletter. If you have a computer problem, give me a call at 727-254-9078. In many cases, I can take care of a problem remotely, so it doesn't matter if you're here in Florida, up in Maine, or way out in California. I'd love to help. Thanks again for listening, and have a great week. God bless.